the Podjectivity Network. Okay, I am coming through fine when I'm talking. The virtue of constancy. How does that look wave-wise to you, Dan? Bathsheba. Bells of Dort. Where am I? Do you want to I am one. You're one. This guy is one. Dan, is that your All day. Simpson preacher's voice? That's Reverend Lovejoy. It's pretty good. It sounds well, just Ned, like him. Yes, with an if, no, with a but. Can you start us off with maybe a passage from that sport book? Ah, with pleasure. Read the title so we know what's coming. Here's why. Science and sports. <laughs> My middle-aged eyesight is by George Barr with two R's. Get your monocle out. <laughs> his Frex monocle. <laughs> Don't be fooled, listener. I'm already wearing my monocle. <laughs> Introduction. It is always great fun to play in or watch a baseball, football, or basketball game. But you can double your pleasure in these and other sports. I'm sorry, this is quite serious. Could you please? By looking at them with the understanding that science brings. This book directs your attention to many scientific principles underlying modern sports. You will learn how an athlete is able to improve his technique by letting science work for him instead of against him. Hmm. You will observe certain actions of experts which you may have overlooked before. And these may help you become a better player yourself. Wow. That's taking that shit to the lab. Then, you too will be able to save split seconds and gain inches and oh, and accuracy <laughs> when you play. <laughs> All good players, and especially champions, use scientific techniques, whether they are aware of them or not. According to what year are we talking here, Dan? Sci- the scientific cutting edge. Hold on to your science, science hat up. there for just a second. This was before books had to be interesting. Uh, copyright 1962. Okay. Wow. Had, we, had we put a man on the moon yet or we were working on it? Negative. Yeah. Not for hmm. seven more years. Science. In the following chapters, you will find answers to hundreds of science questions you may have been wondering about. For example, do you know why most fast baseball pitchers are tall men? Does a baseball really curve? What does a bat sometimes... Why does a bat sometimes sting or break? How does an electronic automatic umpire work? An automatic electronic umpire? And that is just page one (laughs) of... Here's why. Why. Is that true? Are most pitchers tall? (laughs) I don't know. Not, Not most, I guess. I don't know. Some. Okay. This brings me to actually right away, right away. When you're young, this is something that I was thinking about today. You have certain dreams, hopes, aspirations. And now we're middle-aged and you have to change your dreams. And I'd like to hear... What your dreams are at this point. Go. Whoa. Uh, Goals, dreams, aspirations. What's the difference and between a goal and a dream? How did they change since you were a young lad? 
Think it through. Goal Boy. sounds goal sounds more practical, reachable. Dream sounds more aspirational, sort of, you know, not as mm, easily. I feel you on the framing of that. Okay. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goals and dreams. Whew. <laughs> well. Here's why. Because a lot of people stop dreaming when they hit 35 or once they settle into a certain way of life. And then they just stop. They're like, well, I guess that's it. That's the end of the dreaming road. That's also true. It's like they retire their imagination. Yeah. And they have a hard time thinking of anything other than what they're actually living now. And that's not how life Hmm. is made. How do you keep from retiring your imagination, Dan? Hmm. Um, Hmm. Well, I guess my kids keep it sharp to a point. Hmm. Having young minds around who are forming and developing and you're needing to explain complicated things to them in ways that they'll understand sometimes. Yeah. That. Yeah. And uh make all those clever analogies. I've got one who's gonna leave the nest pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So the things we're talking about are pointed in a certain direction. Uh I've got a couple that are going to graduate in June. Empty nest is coming. Good Lord willing. Do you have dreams for when your house is, there's no more kids? And there's more room for dogs. And then like, are you going to get more (laughs) dogs? What kind of mental adjustment do you need to make in order to then start the rest of your life? Um, I'm thinking about these things now as big changes are happening in my own life. The mental adjustment required. You thought your life would be one thing. Turns out to be something completely different. Mm. And so if you don't adjust, you're just stuck in the past. And then so basically you just have to start thinking forward. Like what do you want? Where do you want to go? What are inconceivable things that you can't, you never would think you could accomplish. But what are they? Go on. Why me first? Because you wouldn't spring you say, this on me. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> however much, however many seconds have elapsed? You've had like that's how long I've had to think about twenty-seven it. seconds to think about this. Dan. I've been thinking about cancel culture and COVID, <laughs> and giving people space to evolve in their beliefs and stuff. Yeah, give me that. Like all that stuff we were talking about. It, I was. I, that's what's right here in the front of the cortex that, right the now. The last thing that you said, giving people space to evolve in their beliefs. That's the same thing. Are you talking about same your thing. children? Well, if we can parlay this in in a way. Yeah. Well, no, I'm thinking about when last we met, we were talking about Roger Nath. Okay. And some of his less evolved tendencies, beliefs, yeah. underpinnings. Right. And where where do you stop fighting with him where do you just put your hand on his shoulder and say, love you, man? Yeah. You are. Warts and all, you, you are who you are, regardless of my expectations. Yeah. And and regardless of what they might have done, yep. you're the only dad I've got. And what how, what, how do we want to spend our time? Yeah. Fighting over how to say things? Or, by golly, you are what you are. That's a major, major adjustment. Because at some point, you just realizing you realize that pushing back against 
the authority you grew up with as a kid isn't getting you anywhere. Sheer futility. It's futility. Yeah, they're not going to change unless they... Especially when they're 60, 70 years old and they've, they've lived when their life. It's gotten yeah. them that far. When you're young, this is this is cliche, I guess, but you're you're idealistic, right? You think people have the capacity for growth and change infinitely. But that see, and, I disagree with what we just said. We just said they're not gonna change. But that I just I just illustrated I, I fucking change. I'm forty seven. I'm mm-hmm. making massive changes. Right. People can change. Some just no, don't no, no, want it's to. Just, but 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 just because some can doesn't mean everyone will. And you weren't yes. born in the fifties. Different time different generation harder to change more rigid so that means it's on us and our generation to change and adjust and adapt to live happier lives in many ways we already have the fact that i'm not racist and i'm not sexist uh you know puts me you know my dad between my dad's generation and mine was the civil rights movement you know that's kind of big yeah you think about the profound uh shift that happened (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the pro- <laughs> profound shift in seeing an uprising like that, like Black Lives Matter. There you go. That's a per. Yeah. Is 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 a is a when pop- you were born in the fifties. Yeah. Were you thinking about civil rights? Were you thinking about minorities? It depends on who. When you, you were. lived in Northwest Iowa, and were there you, was some were you more. Really depends on what stuff? color your skin was too. There was more connection to old world immigrant shit too. Right, mm. immigrant attitudes, immigrant prejudices, and things, uh, tribalism that goes back to Europe. When you think about, you know, my dad's dad or his his grandfather was German from mm-hmm. Germany and Im- immigrated over, and rural folk whose experience and Whoa. scope of the world was very narrow by modern comparison, and the way insular cultures just sort of, you know. Make fun of their neighbors or people that they never really have to interact with because it's for sport. That's what I grew up around. And then I discovered one of the things is is that that kind of is the kryptonite mm-hmm. of of prejudice is direct contact with right. this thing that you're experience mocking. with the yeah. people who are actually Hurting. being oppressed. Yeah, seeing people come out as gay, for instance, who couldn't their entire childhood, but you were friends of yours, you know. Yeah, and story you've told uh, your immigrant uh, buddy there in Iowa, from Panama or yeah, yeah, somewhere. Marcos, the Marcos. guy that told and, you it was uh, okay to beat off. Set me free forever. Yeah, that guy gave might me as a license from another planet. License to whack. And uh, <laughs> license to whack. You uh, you were open minded enough, and like had we pushed each of an other. Open door policy to. Let this guy in. Yeah, but not they were. He them, was so. He was so charming. Mm. I wonder sometimes if they would have been not hilarious, both of them, and and athletic, uh, if they would have fared as well. Because those were also things that were paramount. Like you had to be tough, and those guys were in the weight room all the time and mm. doing all that shit. Well, another big change that's happened, I think, is that. The athletes and the entertainers and the people who you tune into and you want to see more of. At one point, I remember who was it? It was like a broadcaster or something that said, shut up and dribble. We don't want to hear what you have to say. That was Laura Ingram. Oh, Lord. Yeah. To LeBron James? Yeah. In, In response to something LeBron was up to. Yeah. And now 
you're not just an entertainment figure or a sports figure. You have opinions and you stand up for things and people call you out like Taylor Swift. If you're not speaking up against something that's wrong, it's sort of like there, there's a fuller view of who the person is behind the 2D image. What's Taylor Swift doing? I don't know what she's doing now, but she had not spoken up. It may have been a, in favor of or like against Trump or I can't remember exactly what she did not speak out against, mm. but she got called. She was in trouble. People were like, you ha-, or maybe it was the Black Lives Matter or Me Too. It was something big where she kept her mouth shut. And I feel like that probably was pretty common in our parents' generation. The people that they saw unless they were bringing their politics on stage with them, like Sammy Davis Jr. and like that gang of... Rat Pack. Yeah, where they're, you can see a little bit more of who they are. But if it's just like a sitcom star on, who you know, whatever the shows were we watched back then, the Jeffersons and uh, Family Ties, and they didn't stand for anything. They didn't represent anything. You couldn't see who they were as a person unless there was like a special article in People magazine or something. Mm. And so I feel like part of the adjustment of our generation growing up and having to adjust to realize, okay, maybe our parents aren't really going to change. We're the ones that are going to have to open our minds a little bit, open our hearts a little bit to make room for them. At the same time, there's the whole entertainment and sports industry is opening up in a different way. And we have to make adjustments because people that used to be just 2D entertain me. I don't care who you are or what you stand for. Now you have to realize all those black entertainers are being oppressed in other ways. And their people have been oppressed still to this day. And we have to make room for it in our minds and see the adjustments that we have to make in order to make room for that reality. I feel like our generation is just constantly adjusting and making room. Going back to the first thing I asked about having new dreams of like inclusiveness, equality, uh, cooperative. That's you, Dan. Okay, sorry. Cooperative politics. Like, I feel like we are the generation that's going to be going into our 80s dreaming and Mm -hmm. like keeping dreams alive. Do you guys understand how this is all tying together? In my brain, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. I also do that. I'm going to need some help. Uh, we need to back up for a second to uh-huh. Taylor Swift. What What happened? What? I can look it up. Did she do or not do? I'll look it up she for you. She did not say something about some movement and give me, she got like called out about it? Give me three minutes. I okay. will look it up for you Go while ahead. you guys that, see if you can. And, and not to. In my wall oh of red strings that I just laid out for oh, yeah. you guys, see if you can find all of the connections. Now, your bunch of strings that are connecting might be more like Dexter than say. <laughs> no, I got what I wanted. I got my laugh. Uh I, I, this, and this might take a while. There's so many things. I've been trying to write notes and I've kind of almost given up here. But the idea that you can't keep your mouth shut about something, like you have to have a public opinion, because you know what happens if you don't have the right one? You get fucking canceled. Mm -hmm. So I'm all for someone's ability or right. To not have a sweeping public opinion about some 
hot political action of the day or some uprising, some happening. That's just uh, that's just good old fashioned self preservation. You know what I don't understand though, in the hubbub of like Kaepernick kneeling uh-huh. or you know LeBron saying something that's viewed as controversial if he speaks out on some matter, like if you don't like whatever happened to like if you don't like what some celebrity said just you know have it be okay to disagree with someone and let them have their opinion and either continue yeah, supporting their song. work or not or not continue continue to support their work but don't you know make it like a personal fucking beef and you don't something. have to announce it on twitter okay <clears throat> you i am done with colin kaepernick that son of a bitch kneeled during the national anthem you know, how about just don't care or how about just don't support him or don't root for him or don't watch the Niners or just don't just don't. I think yeah. this is what happened with Taylor Swift. I want to call her T-Zizzle because I'm friends with her. She I'm hearing a lot about her lately, too. Just she regrets not speaking out against Trump in 2016. And then further down. Here's what happens, though, when you have what? how many followers how many enough that what a, you, you what could, a courageous stance enough that you could sway an election like if you have that many followers and you right. speak out against someone and you say hey listen up voting fans Youth. yeah and there's millions and millions of people who listen to you and care what you have to say and you're that influential it made it maybe it would have made a difference but anyways, the thing I think is... Is that inter- her duty, though? Is that her job no. to like guide a bunch of teenagers? It's not. But some people feel they have a moral responsibility. Here's the thing, Dan. Sure. Then they should. Like, I, I'm going to defend her right to be quiet about things. Wait, this is what she said, death. though. She cites the backlash to the Dixie Chicks decision to speak out against former President Bush in 2004 as a reason why she kept silent on politics for so long. Do you guys remember the Dixie Chicks sure, thing? Oh, course. sure. So that's why. The short one. She saw that backlash and she was like, said Not something me, no, in an you. award show and Country Nation rose up. Was there even Twitter then? Was there Twitter when no W way. was president? Mm-mm. I don't think so. So in the, it took the form of the phones at the radio station. We got hot phones. <laughs> the phones at the radio station <laughs> lit up. What a, can you do that again? Oh, we got half phones. That's uh, morning a radio DJ morning zoo guy. Ass cracking back sack. That's an asshole thing. We got half phones. So before Twitter, it took the form of Country Nation called the radio station and said, don't play those goddamn Dixie chicks because they don't support our president. And my God, they're not even called. Well, you want to see how time changes things. They're not even called the Dixie chicks anymore. What are you they called? Well, you can't say things that are Dixie. That's that's no good. Oh. I think they're just called the chicks. Is that right? Now I'm going to have to Google it. But they're not <laughs> called. I I will put some of my kids' lives on the notion that they're not called the Dixie chicks anymore. Because you can't say Dixie. Mm. That's bad. I didn't know that. Where the fuck I Dixie wish chicks? I was in <laughs> away, away. This is going to get into the Dr. Seuss thing. This is going to get into... All manner of this stuff is where do you stop? Where, where, what, what, what gets to just be what it is without being so serious? Is everything that serious? Is the name of a group 
Life and Death, is some illustrations in a 60-year-old children's book worth it? Is that worth it? Do we have to, if we didn't make a big deal out of it, would it matter? This, this is going to drag all of these things out into the topic sphere here. So I'm looking up the Dixie Chicks. Guess what, everybody? Google I, proves me right again. I don't know anything about the Dr. Seuss thing. They're called the Chicks. And I don't believe you because it's been everywhere and you have children. Prove me wrong. They're called the Chicks because you can't be the Dixie Chicks anymore. Because it's offensive. And I don't make the rules. It's just they're called the Chicks now. So how funny is that, that their, their, I guess, lead singer, she was the, I guess she's the lead singer, the short one. She said some things mm -hmm. at an award show. And we could Google that too, but close enough. And Country Nation uh, rose up and they should be banned. And people stopped buying their albums and people destroyed their albums. And kind of like when John they went through this whole shit show for this. When John, John Lennon said he was bigger than Jesus? Yes, and the Christian world went bonkers and started burning records and blah, 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 blah. So this whole thing just annoys you? Oh, to no end. Hmm. It's terrible. It's, so it's such wasted energy, right? And, it, and who, 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 who does it help? The, the Dixie Chicks got rid of Dixie from their name. All, all better? Are we all fixed? Is that, did it fix all the problems? If the Washington Redskins changed their name to the as they have now, because the owner got into a bunch of uh, undeniable, terrible sexual harassment type stuff with cheerleaders and all, just so much stuff you cannot put back in the tube that he finally went, okay, we're going to change the name of the team. And everybody's like, oh, good show. Nice. The name of the team is so wrong. So you change the name of the team. Did it fix anything? Are but we better? How else do things change? Do culture? names not count? How else? Like do the fact that Miller Park is now American Family Insurance Park. Does it even belong in Milwaukee? Could it be anywhere in America? Well, American Family is a Wisconsin company, but right, it had a better ring when it was Miller Park. How else do to things? To me, Brewers. They're the hey, Brewers, man. Mark. They're not the, the insurance. Some Brewers. Yes. How else do things change? Unless really influential people take a stand like Dixie chicks highly inf like I said, millions and millions of people. Right. Or think about a Bob Dylan and the okay. impact of his protest songs well, on the Vietnam war. Dixie chicks. What did they influence? They said something like, George Bush is a jackass. You know what, Dan? They what did a, it change? Think what about, did it do? think about a lot of their young female fans. Okay. Who mm, hadn't yeah. ever seen? No, well, not like that. I'm not a cowboy boots guy, but uh, I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this whole idea of representation, right? Uh huh. So not the fact just that they were women who had sex, successful singing careers, but they had they had political opinions, and and they could. Well, like, one of them anyway. The yeah. other two never even like talked. The, the yeah. other two just kind of stood there and smiled, and she was the one who did all the. The firebrand. And, and you know, there's a double standard probably in that, yeah, back in the day, uh, what's his name? Just got blacklisted for being a commie. Pete Seeger. Oh. What? You know that Pete Seeger, the folk, a wholesome folk guy. Yeah, yeah. The folk revival. This land is your land. 
he was oh my god no way really yeah. blacklisted like yesterday or something or like no 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 dude in He's, the 50s he passed some years ago now but he back in the when macarthur was mccarthy mm. mccarthy mccarthy sorry wisconsin guy right uh you know it <laughs> yeah the the communist witch hunt that mm-hmm. blacklisted a lot of artists the red little, scare Put a lot of people out of work. Seeger, Seeger was one of these guys from that kind of Woody Guthrie anti-authority mm-hmm. tradition that the government didn't trust, and they thought for sure they were, you know, subverting their authority at every turn at every concert. So they silenced him, and it took people like Joan Baez, who was a young star and kind of hot, and people wanted to book her on their show or whatever to say, if Pete can play with me. Then mm. I'll come. Okay. Hmm. And it was a it was a moment for them to pay back a little bit the salad that Pete did, you know, by being a mentor to them when they were coming up and leading the way. One sorta. of the things that was just on the rewatchables, Bill. I Ringer, think that's upside down opposite of Taylor Swift. Go Bill on. Simmons. Yeah, Bill Simmons. We'll Ringer. get to Taylor Swift from there. But um, yes, he yes. was just talking about for a little while there. There was Eddie Murphy. Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan kind of all blazing hot at the same time. And might put yes. Prince in there as well. And Prince. I'm sorry, yeah. they included him too. Yeah. If all like for instance, if the four of them had if it was modern day and they were blazing hot superstars with billions of fans, all of them together, no one could have had more ears and eyes. And if they had stood up for something the way Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the generation before, did. And said, listen up. This needs to change. This ends now, or whatever. Or How wearing powerful the, yeah. that would be. Yeah. That's the only... Because I do think you can have... It's sort of like... I don't know what the tipping point is where you're entitled to have your own opinion and not be blamed for having the wrong opinion. Like, mm. your, like the cancel culture. I don't like cancel culture either, but I also feel... If you have the ability to influence people in a culture in the right moral direction, maybe you should. What? Well, maybe here's another way of of looking. What if you disagreed with Taylor Swift? Oppression, bigotry, prejudice, like global problems where there's no wiggle room as far as like right and wrong. All right. One of the points that I'm hearing Dan make is all of these symbolic gestures. That's that is one of them. Yes. Are meaningless. Yes. However, if you think back to the iconic, one of the most iconic moments in Olympic history, when the black athletes who mm-hmm. were on the podium had their black leather gloves on, 1968, and, Mexico yeah, City, raised them in the air. That resonates that was a long the fact number, that people are still talking about that what were they symbolizing yes. no, 1968 it was civil rights it was a, a right it was an expression of mm-hmm. uh acknowledging the struggle in their own country in the eyes of the world were on eyes them. of the world yeah so they yeah, were that was a big deal so they were using that moment mm-hmm. to draw attention but don't to, you see the difference in what i'm saying here i don't if those guys do that great if Taylor Swift doesn't want to, great. Also fine. No, you are pining no one, for her to lead her followers Chris, a certain direction. You that wouldn't you argue. Like. 
You wouldn't yeah. argue. What if she led them away you didn't like? You'd want her to shut the fuck up. And you'd say, who is this person to tell all these impressionable minds this stuff? Mm-hmm. I see your point. You love the message. So you're like, she owes it to the youth and to the direction of the culture to take a stand. Against. What if it wrecks her life? What if she doesn't mm. want to? You know what? You're what not- if she just wants to be the greatest, most popular singer in the fucking universe? You know what? You're who's not re-recording her entire catalog yeah. to de facto take back the rights that she lost Is she really? through corporate. Yes, that's but- what she's doing. Wow. So many tangents. So many tangents. Interesting. But Dan, one of the things that... So, okay. as a dictator of a podcast, no, I'm going to make that distinction. Those guys in 1968 raised their fist with the black glove on during the national anthem. Nobody coerced them to do that. They did that. They decided that this was their time. They decided this is, we're part of this movement and we're just not going to stand here while they play the national anthem because it makes us feel dirty. It makes us feel gross. So we're going to put a fist up. I just think that's opposite in infinite directions to cajoling somebody into taking a stand as long as it's the one that's popular. That's what's happening now. Or right. Even if, if you it's come right. out and say something unpopular, you're fucking canceled. So I see her reticence to say anything about politics. But that's the thing. Right-wingers, left-wingers love Taylor Swift. To be able to say what's right, even if it's unpopular. That is, I think, what people are pushing for. People people are pushing for celebrities. Yeah, this and, is so much And agenda. not everyone agrees I must right, interject. Though. I must please, interject. Please, I'll be quiet With a, No, just a very important point and distinction between your perspective yeah. and Chris's here is that she's looking at it from a female point of view. Okay. And part of the part of the frustration with her not speaking up or out against Trump was he was you remember there was a woman's march after yeah. he got elected because a lot of women felt threatened and in then a he was way. gonna turn the world into like a well, and, Margaret Atwood's story, Handmaid's Tale. But the I'm sorry. The world was going to become the think Handmaid's about, Tale because he was the president. Think about, I had it friends didn't that were legit afraid that did, that did was the beginning. It yeah. didn't happen. But, but think about the assault that, you know, Planned Parenthoods and places like that yeah. have taken under his watch and, and and through a conservative, you know, whoever it is, Trump or whoever else. But the fact that he was, he had this history of being recorded talking about grabbing women's pussies and all this other embarrassing shit and just sex scandals that yeah. he paid off. And, and the guy that did that fucking interview sleazy, with him sleazy, got fired sleazy. just so, for being there. So, so sleazy though. And just the way that, yes. you know, we read that as guys mm-hmm. is completely different than the way women experience that guy. And for Taylor, I think to not acknowledge that like in, in the midst of a, of a me too movement where they're trying to give each other, I think courage in a sense, like whoever can speak up, please do now because this has been suppressed and we've been shamed for too long. You know, it was kind of women's movement. Uh, the whim, the, that, that synchronicity of the black lives matter and the me too at the same time, it was, in and some ways, maybe you feel over overcorrecting, but it needed to happen. There's There could be happen. a different way to support, too, if she didn't want to make a statement 
she could have quietly made made a donation or maybe she did maybe she has not against trump necessarily but maybe in support of organizations that write that fight for domestic abuse to stop against women or you know what i mean like there could have been any number of things that she if she felt like i'm not going to speak politically but i am going to support this cause to uplift women uplift people who are oppressed okay i'm a privileged white multi-billion dollar singer i have a voice and power what am i going to do with that power to affect positive change in my world that kind of thing you know I understand totally what you're saying, though, that sure? there shouldn't be any pressure for her to do anything one That's way or the other. That's not her job, strictly speaking. What does she think you should be saying? Now, you're not an icon. I'm not I mean, an you are icon. in a very s- <laughs> small way. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I don't think we're going to agree on this in any I would any like way. to know why. Why do you think it's... Why do you think it's important for that to remain a choice, even if their influence could positively affect society in the very best and most essential ways? Like, what basic right is it? Privacy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting all kinds of face expressions. Faces don't translate on a podcast. No. Maybe mine does, though. A lot of faces. If she wants to, nobody's stopping her. So you're saying it's not... It's 2021. It's not a part of... If she doesn't want to, Mm -hmm. who decides she's obligated to? Who decides Taylor Swift is obligated? Even though she's a very public person, she has... I didn't mean that. Yeah. Fuck it. Who's de- who determines that she's obligated by God to say something in a certain direction, one way or the other? Isn't it self-evident? Wasn't Trump leading us into a Handmaid's Tale world? Did, sh- did Taylor Swift need to announce it to us? Did she need to take a stronger stand about something? I, I failed to... Who are we to decide... Who's anybody to decide she, ne- she shoulda? Here's something to here's something to interject. Mm, she into can this just stay the hell out of it. All right, but when aren't there enough voices in the sphere talking about political stuff? Yeah, who should or shouldn't be in charge? But then isn't there enough? But then if you think about, I'm gonna I'm gonna juxtapose two different artists, Marvin Gaye, on, Marvin Gaye on one hand, and Elvis on the Elvis. other. Both hugely influential. Yes, and in their own way. Yes. In, in diff- not a lot of crossover there, but anyway, similar era. One of the biggest differences was, though, is that Marvin came up in the black community and he had the experience of racism and mm. through, the, through the civil rights movement and was able to record an album like What's Going On. Had to really fight Motown to get it made to, right? And, like, a, and a tough family life, if I oh understand. You, you know way more about this yeah, than I do. I just dude. know the headline. Well, I mean, his, his father... killed him. His, yeah, his dad shot him, so dysfunction. A lot, a lot. <laughs> the guy overcame a lot. He overcame... His all, experience yeah. was rough. Yes. Yeah, and, and I don't know for Marvin Gaye and an artist like that, who, whether it was him talking about his sexuality or whatever, mm. it was just raw and mm. it was real and it was, 
you know, so for him to howl in inner city blues about injustice and things like that makes him so much more compelling than a guy like Elvis who would say, I'm just an entertainer, man. I don't, I don't talk about politics, which is fine, but it's, it kind of goes to whether that was him or his handlers, uh, Colonel Tom Parker. But that's the thing. Yeah. People would talk about how Elvis was kind of the puppet of his manager and he was just, you know, led around Mm -hmm. and never his own man. And, um, and also just didn't have maybe that experience of hardship to claim the opportunity of like, oh shit, I've got some power now. Elvis. I'm going to, yeah, exactly. I'm going to fucking say something. I'm going to give voice to this thing for that we've been struggling with. Culture the- I absconded with for my music and took their <laughs> culture completely in the music that he played. Like maybe. Yeah. What, what it would have of- been nice for Elvis to drop a few more dimes in terms of just like, hey, <laughs> thanks, little Richard, for giving me a living and a good one. I guess I'm the king, but, you know, yeah, thanks for the assist. Uh <laughs> But no, the fact that you see the point that I'm trying to make, like people don't have the obligation. A lot of time, I think if Taylor Swift wanted to write a protest song or be politically engaged, then she has the freedom now to do that and she should do it. But if that's not what is compelling to her, not what she wants to put her energy, nodding nodding vigorously. Yes, that's her choice. It is. That's her choice. But. But part of the thing that your your pushback or what I was sensing some pushback to was this idea that it's absurd that she should speak to this issue when for women, they're having a fucking moment. You know, this is a historic sort of movement that's happening. And uh, for her to not be responsive to it in some way or maybe a little more vocal is being such a public person. It's a, it's an interesting choice, and maybe it's a little disappointing on some level. Like, oh, your life must be nice because all this stuff happens, and you just don't really have to engage, do you? It's, I, uh, if she chose to do that, great. Yeah, I'm not gonna. She's not gonna get any pushback from me about it. Do you ever have any arguments about Kaepernick and the? Where did you fall on that? Oh, heavens. Too much to get into? I had no. Heavens no. I had friends, acquaintances, family members of all. You remember the world I work in? I work in like the construction world. Conservative dudes. I work in the, uh, yeah. And Some people have the American flag like embossed in the back window of their truck. Right next to like the shocker sticker. (laughs) And like the balls that hang off of your truck, uh, like this is. I think we should these get, people are real. We should get Chris some truck your, for a van. Your distaste for this <laughs> is, inter- is is informative. These people are real, though. Oh, I know. There's millions and millions and millions of them. Yeah. That don't. That aren't woke. Yes. That sound asleep. That just aren't. That disagree completely with what you believe, and they feel just as strongly as you do. Yes. And Rural v. Urban. So back to the Kaepernick much, thing. Almost entirely. Uh, boy, this opens a lot of doors. Uh, but back to the Kaepernick thing. I talk to dudes on construction sites. I talk to people I work with. 
I talk to extended family members. Did you ever talk to any members. former service members or people who are in the military? Yeah, and they almost uniformly didn't just reject the Kaepernick phenomenon. They, like, stopped watching football. They said, I don't need it. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, you understand it's the Packers, though, right? Like, the Packers are still a football team. And a lot of people said, I don't care. Hmm. They don't Was that respect, like a knife in your heart? They don't, res- they don't respect the flag that I served for. So I don't need professional football anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, as someone who needs sports like heroin. Yeah. I was just like, I only care what goes on while the clock is running. That's all I care about. I don't care what these guys think. I don't care. It doesn't affect my appreciation of the game. I'm going to watch football no matter if people kneel or don't come out of the locker room or hold up a fist or whatever. I'm going to watch the game because I love the game. Here's a, Everybody is free. If you want to salute and wear an Uncle Sam costume during the National Anthem... Mm-hmm. Good for you. If you want to kneel, hold up a fist, not come out on the field, good for you. It's America. You, so if it I, were... You don't have to give a shit what I think about you. Do whatever you want. I just want to see the game get played. That's all. I'll go after you. And you want to know what I thought about the whole thing? I yearn for a time when I could just watch a fucking football game. Mm-hmm. I miss that really bad. But every week, as the second that started, there had to be 10 minutes of announcer talk and camera grabbing of, well, this person's kneeling and that person's kneeling and, well, this person chose not to kneel. And then there'd be the requisite Twitter storm that would come from this or that coach not kneeling and showing the proper solidarity. And then there was the, just the never-ending tornado, the Twitter tornado of nonsense. who gives a fuck Mm. to me that's what the flag stands for if you want to burn the flag burn it if that if that's your statement actually that's the purest expression of freedom of expression right so i'm saying would be yeah so colin kaepernick to destroy the symbol i didn't even if if now it's asinine and absurd to say had i not noticed because they made it pretty hard to not notice. But I didn't I don't care. I still don't care. I'll never care. About the kneeling part. We'll never care. Yeah. You ever see the guys Can't with the me. t-shirts with the flag on it that said burn this one asshole? Yeah. <laughs> I respect that guy's right to wear that t-shirt. That's how he feels. Sure. Sure. You just so, know that you don't want to hang out with Or them. she. Are you saying yeah. that no one has any or moral they. no one has any moral obligation? To do anything to lift anyone else up. No. But it's 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 got to come from you. It's true. If your Twitter followers demand that you come out and say something against Trump, mm-hmm. or join the Women's March, or whatever, then it's not even sincere if you have to be if you have to be guilted into it. You and know? how old is Taylor Swift? Why can't she have? Pro- here's here's a question, Chris. What if she had? the correct perspective on things and that 
you know, progressive, great idea that she could be communicating is something that just to her, for her own personal reasons, she doesn't want to engage politically. Right. You know, in a public way. She wants to keep that part of her private. Like Dan That's was what saying. I'm saying. She has the yeah. right to do that. I mean... I, sh- I gotta stop yelling. I, my my bars are so huge. I get. When I, yell. I get what you're saying in that on some level, it is a shame when a voice that has a platform of that magnitude chooses to hold their tongue and keep certain things private. However, who is it? Like Dan is saying, how many days have you lived in the shoes of Taylor Swift? You I know understand. what I mean. And why I- why would we? presume to make that kind of choice for anyone else i think i get it it's her right i my understanding of what you're saying is it's her right just as it is every single person's right to make their own choices about what is private and what is public yeah and they shouldn't be pub they shouldn't be punished for any decision that they make no matter what issue it is no matter whether it's lifting black people up no matter whether it's equalizing rights between women and men. It doesn't matter what it is. They shouldn't be judged for wanting to keep their own opinions private. Amen, sister. I understand what you're saying. Now my fist is up. I'm not. <laughs> Amen, I just, sister. I don't know if I agree or not when it's something that What's could, on that fist? When it's something that could no tip glove. No glove. the balance. <laughs> just raw knuckles. Working man knuckles. Go on. I don't know if I agree when it's something that could tip the balance. When there's a global movement happening and you have so many followers that you could tip the balance. I just don't know if I agree. I'm not sure. Well, Dan, at least grant that you've never been in that position before but to wrestle with it. I mean, maybe no, maybe it would weigh have, maybe it would weigh maybe it would weigh on you in a way that would surprise you if you found yourself in a position to have that much influence. You know, you you might feel compelled to use it in a way. Or you might have a sense of responsibility that you can't imagine right like now. Like if you had 10 because, million followers yep. and they were going to change the name of Lambeau Field to Citibank Stadium, wouldn't you feel morally obligated to speak out against that? No. You wouldn't? It's not a great example because it's meaningless. It's not a, that's not you a great example. You think Lambeau Field being named Lambeau Field is meaningless? In the big scheme of things, it's just football. Yeah, but Green that's Bay what football, all the ca- that's uh, part of why the Kaepernick thing is such a big. All right. Nothing. But, but it's however, it's just he's just a football player. All right. You, that's a healthy perspective. And I want to believe you. But yeah. what you're not acknowledging is that I'd be chapped. But I'm that's not a great example. Let's keep it in the political thing. Let's keep it. You know, if they change, they change the name of a stadium. <clears throat> Is anyone... But that's how you feel about politics. You don't care one way or the other, you've said. He's a nihilist. What? what? You've said that's not a good example because it's just football. Well, but is you've... changing the name of Lambeau Field akin to women in vagina hats fighting to keep it from being Handmaid's Tale in America? <laughs> is that equal? No. Is that an equal I was standing? trying to pick something that might be important to you, and you have said... Politics don't interest you. You don't care about the. That's t- not entirely you don't true. Care about the I just ties. don't have a team anymore. You don't care it's about all the, one team. You don't care about the suits or the ties. You just you don't care. Right. So I took that to mean giving you a political example wouldn't work because you're indifferent. Mm, so complex. 
Where were we? Chris put me, put my feet to the fire and said, if they were going to change the name of Lambeau Field, would I... And Dan played it cool and he's like, I don't care. Would I get on Twitter <laughs> and inflame my 10 million followers yeah. to action and say, this must be stopped? And I said, eh, it's not a great example because if they change the name of Lambeau Field, yeah, it's a tradition, but... It's not like it's sacred. No one's in bondage or because is of it. it? Or... Now, to me personally, yeah, I would think it's gross. You know, I think if that you think about though, I because mean, it's Lambeau Field. We've examined it a little bit, and like the crossover between, he's called Saint Vince. Yeah, Vince Lombardi. He and sure is. When you drive by the stadium, there's a rather large statue. Mm. Yep. Of of his, he's wearing a mask right now. By the way, they put a mask on the statue. The real Vince would never do that. Probably not. He would fucking chew COVID for breakfast. Say, what the hell is up. going on around here? <laughs> but that's uh, a deep NFL films that quote there. <laughs> I don't know if you're he killing is. me. <laughs> <laughs> you call that tackling? Yeah. Um, hmm. But but the, the iconography, the way that he has been lionized mm-hmm. and held up. And, and and put on a literal pedestal. Exalted. A literal pedestal, yeah. 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 I mean, you can't you can't say that that's not profoundly meaningful. Maybe not to you mm. anymore as I, much. I, but don't you, misunderstand you, you, me. You know I, the cult. I've grown up of, with it. It's Lambeau Field has been a a, a holy place my whole life. Uh I was raised like, that way. I've yeah. been there. I've experienced it many times. And there's nothing you know, spoken like a Packer fan, there's nothing quite like it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place, a beautiful thing. Of course, I would think that sucked. I had someone I had to unfollow on Facebook. That was, I'm not really on Facebook much anymore, but during the whole protest in Madison where State Street was... For Black Lives Matter. For Black Lives Matter. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, where uh, the whole... Da- Have you been down there at all? And seeing the graffiti and the boarded up buildings and stuff. Where? State Street. Down on State Street. No. Yeah. So it's pretty striking. I. Anyways, I'm sort of digressing. So Are things boarded up because they're closed for COVID? Are things boarded up because... No, they, what? they boarded up because there was rioting oh. after not far, in, right around the time in Minnesota when... Uh, George Floyd. George Floyd mm-hmm. happened. Across the nation, I mean, of course, you remember there were demonstrations that got what? rowdy. Who? Yeah, oh. right. Yes, and of course, I remember. Yes, and it was. I'm sorry. I'll, yep, I'll even a monster like me remembers but, that. I'll come back to the Facebook. But, but, in order to save their windows, mm. people put okay. boards up over their windows because it was coming. And and State Street, as you know, is all enormous windows facing the street. Mm. So to have huge plywood suddenly lining this. Even during the pandemic, that's the major pedestrian thoroughfare of our city, the heart of it. And it was like a gallery space Mm. opened up. A public gallery. Yeah, and and some beautiful artists. Anybody with something to say came out with some, yes. And created these, you know, this isn't your average graffiti, right? There's Mm -hmm. a poignancy to to all of this. Not to say that it's all great and inspiring or anything, but Mm. just to see. That there had to be street, some dicks on there, right? For sure. Some Black Lives Matter cocks. <laughs> but but no, to, to go from like just your average 
window oh, dis- seeing it now. Windows window Malcolm display X. of stuff. George Floyd piece to flowers. Messages and art. Lettering here. Yeah. Oh my god. A candle burning. I get that. I took a bunch of pictures with my kids when we went down there. It's a moment. Yeah. But there was a friend the ubiquitous fist. Uh, a Facebook friend who um was you guys know glass nickel pizza? Delicious. Yeah. Edge out. She was call losing her mind on Facebook, calling out people to boycott Glass Nickel because they hadn't publicly posted on Facebook that they were for Black Lives Matter. They okay. hadn't changed their profile picture to whatever you were supposed Isn't to that change their it duty, to. Though? And but they're influential. What They've she did not what she didn't mention was they sent pizzas to the people protesting. And they supported in other ways. Mm. They just, like you said, they didn't... Symbolism versus real action. They took real action, but they didn't change their their statement on Facebook. And she was like, they need to be canceled. They need to be boycotted. Blah, 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 blah. So I totally get what you're saying because I ended up on friending her basically because she it looked like she had lost her mind okay because she lost her sense of like and also glass nickels delicious continue chris <laughs> knowing that any action is helping a good cause and everyone chooses their own way i totally get what you're saying okay and i still feel like i'm a little undecided because i feel like at this point it almost seems like if you reach that level of fame it comes along with a job description almost at this point to that's a big ask think about mm-hmm. how much you value your privacy if one of your songs made you super famous would you feel all right about a bunch of people prying into your personal life and telling you what you need to speak out about uh for big issues like lifting the oppressed up i feel like i'd be more than happy to yeah. make a statement okay. good yeah. Agree. But I understand Dan saying, exactly. great that you feel good about it. You have no obligation to do so. And you, and exactly. part of me says, but, exactly. but then how does society and culture grow and change for the better unless people do that? Well, the part of the, part of the noise. Go ahead. All right. I'll try to make it brief, Dan, yeah. is there's a difference between in a debate like this People who are earnestly engaging and interested in forwarding like our level of understanding of each other. And then the other camp that just likes a fucking fight Mm. and likes drama. Yes. So the Twitter people, the Twitter trolls that are like, oh, you said what? Yeah. Just just people who came for the conflict and for fight for fighting. If you're not you know, doing your part, then that's just more fodder for our, you know, ceaseless sort of appetite for conflict, for conflict, for drama. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for change, you do need to stand up for yourself and speak out and be controversial in that. But if, you know, I heard this interview that made an impact on me the other day this author was talking about how he was drafted into war back in Vietnam. And he was like, yeah. What was his <coughs> name? 
uh, Tim O'Brien, maybe? O'Brien, something O'Brien. Mm. The things they carried? Things they carried. Same guy, yeah. And he said, just because just because you're drafted doesn't make you a soldier or make you cut out for that kind of work. And that's kind of like saying, just because you write songs well doesn't make you a politician, doesn't make you uh, the, the, the spokesperson for a social movement. Very true. But if a policeman murders a black person in cold blood. Part of the artist's work sometimes is you know, whatever, being the mirror, reflecting the culture, commenting on the culture. There is that. But I if you're not you. Oh, I got you. But if you're not that kind of artist and you specialize in catchy dance tunes that make people happy and that's <laughs> right, what you do, right. then maybe you endorse dog treats and non non-controversial <laughs> things or whatever. I don't know, shoes, belts, but you don't me undies. Yeah, you don't engage <laughs> outside of your lane as it were. Now when somebody like LeBron James, you know, veers out of his basketball lane, the reason Dan thinks that it's kind of absurd that when the when the careful when the reporter said, "All right, I don't want to speak <laughs> for you too much," but when the reporter said, "Shut up and dribble." That wasn't uh, a reporter, that was a conservative icon. All right. I don't. She's not a journalist. Sorry, she's I got, the worst. Well, all right. Well, thank you for clarifying. But when do you get that, everybody? She's the worst. <laughs> when the worst does the worst get to say stuff? Though <laughs> she does. Okay, she, she sure does. But shut up and dribble. Um, I, I think I lost my mojo a little bit with this. Yeah, you nice guys job, Chris. Con- constantly interrupting <laughs> me with corrections. You. But uh, <laughs> but no. I guess we're we're coming back to the same point, which is I think mm-hmm. it's it should be fine for for Taylor Swift or any artist to not engage if for whatever personal reasons mm-hmm. they don't feel like they're cut out for that type of thing. There, Bruce Springsteen once said, compared to Bono, why haven't you gone out and tried to save the world like Bono? And he was like. I'm not as fucking charismatic as that guy. I don't have the energy. I don't have the passion. I'm not Bono. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just not as fucking smooth as that guy is on some level, too, right? And, like, he just... But now Bruce Springsteen has a podcast with Barack Obama. Who knew? Yeah, that's true. That's an interesting twist. (laughs) Dan's putting his hands under his face like, Uh, oh. And there's there's hearts over my eyes. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He's got a boner. But, um... Totally. What was I saying? But which that, one of us gets canceled for you saying that? <laughs> Me for the boner, or you for calling Both of it us out? Are on the fucked. Air. It's Chris's show alone now. But, okay, well, but boring. Can't thank you enough for all the time. <laughs> but it's this isn't a question. So many times, complicated shit gets reduced to a binary sort of, you know. Really? Yeah. Right. Yes, that's a right, huge like, part of the problem here. So it hmm. shouldn't be. Do you have to be all LeBron speaking out and wearing the shirt? Or is it more, you know, is it preferable to be like Taylor and just do your job and keep your thoughts to yourself? No, I mean, there should be room for both and everything in between. And sometimes people make the, the point, all right, look, if I can't go into my job and start, you know, raising hell and staging protests and shutting down the supply chain 
of wine getting delivered because of the injustice of the growers of the grapes or any other reason. Like I got to just keep my political frustrations and things to myself and do my fucking job. And part of being professional means not avoiding certain topics and staying on task. Right. Uh, which I'm not saying that's necessarily right, but I think part of the frustration, the voices that are complaining about it a lot of times Mm -hmm. are people who have had to suppress their own voice and are like, why do they get to have an opinion? And, you know, why do I need to listen to their opinion? Hmm. I just have to, I'm so accustomed to just keeping it, you know, Uh oh. suppressed. Uh oh, uh oh. Did you have something to say to that? Are you thinking? I'm going to return to that theme <laughs> of your impassioned. What 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 would we call it? Tirade? Uh, no, no. I just I'm, I'm joking. The mandate. The the duty. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. We don't wish Taylor Swift would say something for the political movement you happen to side with. Nay, it is her duty. It is a mandate I'm that not, she must do I, this. And I'm not by ta- not doing it, mm-hmm. it's it's leaving a millions in darkness. And but when you do that, uh huh. What if Taylor Swift? would have said something about we need to have fair and transparent elections. And what if somebody read that and said, I think she supports Trump. Mm -hmm. She needs to be canceled. Or on her social media platform, if she changed her gender to beep, boop, beep, does anybody see where this is heading? You're talking about the Mandalorian actress? Gina Carano. Uh-huh. You put yourself on that pedestal, and then you make a mistake, uh-huh. and it's over. Then the mob comes with the torches, the Twitter torches, mm-hmm. and you're a goner, and you need to lose your job. That's poetry, Dan. Twitter torches. I like it. You need to be removed from the public space. You no need one to be shall dro- mention your name again. You need to be dropped by your agency. Mm-hmm. You need to be removed from a show first. Let's get you out of the public space. I understand what you're saying. That's what you're opening yourself up to if you, you don't engage and you say, don't say the right thing. all the right things. I The minute you say something mm-hmm. that's not... In the popular direction, mm-hmm. it can be used against you and it can be over. I agree with you that cancel culture is wrong. Okay. But I still think that there's a moral duty when you have that many ears to lift up the people who are oppressed. And not necessarily by saying I choose this candidate or that, but even more general statements like, hey, We've been fighting this fight for a long time for black people. Let's keep it up. Or, you know what I mean? Like, 
it doesn't have to be I support X candidate, but I do. I understand what you're saying. It's two separate things. Is there a moral obligation if you have that many ears and eyes, if you're an entertainer that has that much sway? I think maybe yes. You think no, but we both agree that cancel culture sucks and that you can't speak your mind. You can't have an opinion. You can't make one wrong move. That I do think is really if, sad because it means you can't communicate anymore if you're picture, silenced. Picture, if you will, Taylor Swift, the whitest of white, mm-hmm. privileged people, saying something about Black Lives Matter and it doesn't go great. Can you not envision the possibility that someone would say, Slow your roll, white girl. Stay out of it. Maybe. You don't know what you're talking about. Stay in your lane. The place place where it gets... That happened. The place where it gets foggy for me... People said things. They thought they were supporting the movement, and they got told to shut the fuck up because it wasn't either because of who they are, Mm -hmm. what their public persona and perception is. Some people aren't allowed to say stuff, even when it's popular. You're not allowed to. Shut the fuck up and stay in your lane. What else did... And nobody knows where that line is. What else did that actress do? Other than Other than go beep, bop, boop. She said some... She posted something about there needs to be fair and transparent elections. Uh Uh-huh. And whether she's a Trump person or not, I don't know, but it got construed that way. And that's all it takes. That was it? She said something touching on the Holocaust as well. She said that the reason it was easy for the Nazis to round up Jews is because the German government, the Reich, ran a propaganda campaign against the Jews for a good couple of years before shit got real, before people got rounded up, before concentration camps. I don't understand why that's that, true. Wh- what was the controversy? And then she, she said, what was she relating it to? She related it to the political climate. And she said, this culture has made it okay to hate your neighbor if they have certain political beliefs. And if anybody's been listening to this pod, it bubbled up here a little bit. I can't you believe, can hate Trump supporters. I can't believe that's all she did. You can hate rednecks. You can hate the other. Mm-hmm. As long as they're flag-waving, truck nut, shocker sticker, American flag, rural jackasses. <laughs> you can hate those people. And it's fine. Uh-huh. It's perfectly fine. No one's going to cancel you for saying hillbilly rednecks that voted for Trump are a bunch of jack-offs. No, no cancel police. Nobody's coming for you. It's perfectly fine to say certain things mm-hmm. about, it's a great example, right in the moment, Trump supporters. Who can say anything good about a Trump supporter? Well, part of my, and, is it, and it's perfectly fine to just shit on those people left and right. Half no, my family well, are Trump supporters. I was going to say, hold and on And it's now. perfectly fine to shit on them all you want. Well, You'll never get canceled. You know what? But... There's a this is a if we can switch from cancel culture. But you asked why this happened. 
That's why it happened. I, there has to be more. You'd think so, wouldn't you? You know, some tweets. Beep bop boop is pretty disrespectful to trans. Is it? Yeah. Maybe it's just funny. If it's, Dave Chappelle did it, is it disrespectful? Would Dave Chappelle make that kind of joke? Dave Chappelle is pretty inclusive by. This is all judgments, though. But but this but is all it's, we it, dis- this is all us deciding who's okay to say two wildly and who's different not. perspectives, Dan. Just the kind that. of things that she's commenting on are from a conservative point of view, right? And she got fired. And and Chappelle is a notoriously progressive, speaking out against racism, kind of voice. So you're saying, is it fair that the conservative voices are punished disproportionately more than? The liberal voices. First, is that true? I have. Do a, lots of liberal people with liberal leanings get canceled? Well, I mean, if you're talking I, about the way that they're punished through the media, yeah. who, who are the people Getting that? Canceled. Who are the people that compose the media? And is it a lot? It's like you know, this came up a while back where Tom Ashbrook used to be on point, on point with Tom oh, Ashbrook right, and NPR. NPR, and the fact that. That guy was a victim of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Shocked me because I remember thinking, like, really, you're gonna try that shit in an organization that's filled with empowered female investigative journalists? Al Franken, so- <laughs> Garrison Keillor, right? All these liberals did- got canceled. There, were, there were some liberals that got canceled, and that For doesn't sure. That doesn't make it right, but at the same time, like. To, to complain too much about overcorrection. Okay. The the danger in that to me hmm. is that you end up dismissing the fundamental righteousness of the the seed that's driving that. Like me too was Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, these kind of stories, these kind of guys are who were in power and the way that they used their power for a long time. And it was disgusting Mm -hmm. and it was fucking traumatizing Mm -hmm. in the same way that police discrimination, uh, institutional racism, Mm -hmm. these kind of problems, you know, as Chris alluded to earlier, they're not going to change without a popular uprising, without a civil rights movement Mm -hmm. kind of, we need to bring this to a national, to national attention by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm with you all the way here. I so so one of the things that I that that I'm thinking about in relation to this conversation is when there is, you know, a massive mm-hmm. national event like the civil rights movement seems to be a good example of something that was just kind of perfectly righteous. Mm-hmm. The people that were associated with that are kind of held in a saintly status now. Like John Lewis, mm-hmm. the is senator. Just died, right? Congress, yeah, just died recently. That he took a beating on the Pettus Bridge mm-hmm. and risked his life mm-hmm. for his beliefs. Like there's no greater expression. That's a hero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These are the, the people and the examples that we are exalted now. So, and he would say, get in the good kind of mischief. Get in the good kind of trouble. He encouraged that. So to hear LeBron Civil James. Civil disobedience. Yeah, to hear LeBron James stirring up a little controversy mm-hmm. before the game with the I can't breathe shirt 
or whatever is associating him with something heroic and larger than himself. And mm-hmm. it's a guy who is in a big ego business, you know, where his predecessor, Jordan, notoriously wouldn't comment on things that were controversial because it would keep him from selling hot dogs. We've talked about that before. And yeah, batteries. And he's saying, if and you're shoes. not paying attention to this, you should be. Right. I mean, this is mm-hmm. where you find out that your hero's feet were made of clay, even if they're in the coolest sneakers of ever. Do you think uh, Jordan should have spoken up about things? I mean, was yes, of course. In an ideal world, my ideal basketball hero or sports hero would be an amalgamation of Bill Russell, who has all this integrity and was a civil rights activist and also one of the only guys that could stand up against Wilt on the court and just a fucking genius of basketball who would get so intense before games that he'd have to barf before the game. Mm. And if he didn't barf, his teammates would worry mm. that he wasn't up for the game. Mm. But anyway, I, I, I worship these guys. And part of the reason why I worship them is because they weren't just one dimensional. They lived in the times that they lived in. Like you were saying earlier, they took stock of the fact that, oh, I got a bunch of television cameras on me. I'm going to use this moment not just to talk about basketball, but say something something meaningful. Go. No, you you took an inhale as if you had something. No, I was just smoking weed. (laughs) Go. I don't have. I was going to talk about that. That was a long. I was going to talk about the Oscars, and And it was great. People use that the Oscars pedestal. That was it. No, go go on. It just made me think of the Oscars. And people complain about it, but then people keep doing it anyway. Stop bringing politics into entertainment. People say when uh, when a winner uses that time to say, "Hey, pay attention to what's going on out there," because they know there's millions of eyes on them in that moment. Yeah, and instead of congratulating themselves or giving the same old tired speech, like how how many times do we have to hear people acknowledge their rock, their wife, who's been with them through the years, <laughs> their little kid Steve, who's at home watching. Hi, Steve. We don't need Daddy to hear, did it. We don't need to hear any of those speeches. I mean, it's nice to show gratitude to the people that support you, but I mean, we don't disagree on this, that... Whatever those people do with their time is their choice. And and people who get all fucking worked up because they disagree with something and can't fucking deal with it and move on. Who are you talking about? Well, you know... He's talking about you. No. For instance, <laughs> it was a question that came up with, with Kaepernick kneeling a lot. Like, if you're a football fan... Uh-huh. And, and you get so upset by what happens during the National Anthem, which is tops three minutes before uh, the game, maybe, right? 220. Maybe. You can't just go take a leak during that and come back and then watch your game and just compartmentalize it and be like, all right, I live in a free country. I don't like it, but yay football. Mm-hmm. You know, then, then you're addicted to drama. In a sense, and you're probably racist on top of it. And you're suppressed racism because you can't just be outwardly racist and say, that uppity so-and-so, how Mm. dare he have a point of view? You've got to say, not here. This isn't the appropriate time or place. 
That's just another way of saying, I don't want to hear you speak because you're. So you don't mind. You've got an afro. You don't mind that that politics is making regular appearances in sports and entertainment. You know, I, I, I get why boundaries in certain professional contexts are in place because it just helps efficiency. It's the same reason we don't talk about politics in Thanksgiving because we don't want the fucking headache of trying to convince Uncle Larry that he's got his head up his ass. We all fucking disagree with each <laughs> other. Shit. Yeah. I mean, can mm, we please... These are good potatoes, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we please just... Bean, this green bean casserole. <laughs> I, w- I wait for this 12 months a year. Mm. Yeah. How about being positive instead? Just some moist. (laughs) (laughs) The onions on top, the fried onions are Uh, so crispy. It's such a nice contrast. Everything you've said. It's all true. Why did Gina Carano get canceled? I can look it up. My phone's almost dead. You're convinced there must be more. I think there is. Beep, bop, boop. But what? That's but what? It's the wrong moment. It's tone deaf. It's real tone deaf. (laughs) Do you have to be fired? There were other things. I'm afraid to use my computer and my phone's dead. I'll look hey, it Dan, up. Hey, Dan, how about how about this? That's hard to look up in real time. How about this, though? As much as you're kind of coming to her defense. Yeah. How much? How much? Person- I don't even watch The Mandalorian. But I can give but, a but, red rip. But there's this. How much personal accountability does she have to just know when to keep her fucking mouth shut? You know, read the room, Gina, and 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 understand in the climate that you're in. That you're being watched and you're being judged. So if you like your lifestyle and you like this gig, pick your spots. Maybe not the most public platform. Just like your job. That's the risk. If you walk into your job and you start going, are the grape growers of Guatemala getting their due? Are the bottling plants of what you call it being given their due? I will not deliver these cases today. And your boss would be like, not feeling it today? You're fired. You should maybe go home, and if you're going to feel this way tomorrow, just stay home. Yeah. They can do that. Right. And I guess her employer can do that, too. And maybe I'm just a paranoid guy that thinks, I I don't know what Gina Carano did that's so awful, but I guess it's when you work in that world, you are definitely subject to the whims of what is popular thought in a given moment. And if you cross it in this day and age, well, you're a goner. Also, so that's it, the risks. The, the 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 message of the day is, you know, in the artistic community in particular, mm-hmm. inclusiveness, okay, acceptance, and you know that is that is maybe as you would say, kind of the song that everyone is singing, mm-hmm. and it's hard to argue against it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the methods of achieving that are imperfect. Yes. But she's that jock coming into the world of art. Right? Mm -hmm. She comes from the brutal world of a cage Mm -hmm. where she settled disputes with her fists and by choking people out into submission and such to all of a sudden being surrounded by a bunch of method actors who are trying to understand their motivation, they're examining their feelings about everything, and the level of sensitivity in the room just shot up to a level that she doesn't understand. 
she's out of her fucking depth is what happened in a way i think she thought she could bring her cage fighting swagger shoot her mouth off in front of a bunch of people that were you know not wanting to hear that if you're trying to say i'm an intellectual cage fighter i'll take it no no dude that's not what i'm saying <laughs> that's not what i'm saying but she's a she's a cage fighter and who you know has sort of attitudes and a way of delivering her message that's a little rough for the the game that she's in playing an action hero and being an actor mm-hmm. ain't the same as being a real fighter couple you know? things to bring it all the way back to the beginning if taylor swift is going to make sweeping social uh 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 social justice uh, uh commentary uh, commentary using her platform maybe she understands better than all of us that all she's got to do is piss off one person and she's on the front page getting her ass kicked for a few days a week getting canceled if it's if she slips up bad enough that, that maybe she doesn't want that pressure and you're saying how how do things change if people like Taylor Swift and that's I don't want to put it all on her like it's mm-hmm. her job to save us all it's really not but how do things change mm-hmm. it takes time time where people do things it takes and say things generations where people do things and say things the not pace or the quiet. rate of that change does is dependent on right what people do during that time but it's not going to happen instantly regardless i think is what you're perhaps driving at that like yeah it's not going to happen as fast as you jumping on twitter and demanding that somebody be canceled because they said something mm-hmm. you don't like change it's going to take time whatever i i that's broad and vague that's there's no specific uh issue at hand here but these kinds of sweeping changes take time and generations. Mm-hmm. Frankly, it takes a lot of the old people dying off so that our colorblind children can replace them with evolved fresh beliefs, yeah. fresh perspectives. It 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 isn't going to happen just because we all get so goddamn mad right now. Mm-hmm. We need change now. Well, it, it is. A it, it doesn't happen that way. It Things is a frust- It is a frustrating thing that you allude to because. The distance between, you know, the civil rights protests in the 1950s and 60s to the modern day, I mean, it can seem so glacial and there can seem like so many Mm -hmm. backward steps that get Mm -hmm. taken along the way that, you know, it's it's hard. It, It can be difficult to remain patient. Yes. And and a certain but level of urgency doesn't change the fact. It's I think a certain level time. of urgency sometimes is appropriate. To you know, to to that impatience is what drives the pace of the change that's glacial to slightly fucking less glacial. I think part of it is also some people think civil rights is in the past. And for people who have a little bit of sway and power to say, "Oh no." It's still happening. Like the movement is not over. 
it's just a little quieter. Things are better. People haven't been paying attention, but but there are still steps what to take and progress African to be What percent of African-Americans are in prison versus what percent of whites? Mm. You know. People have done the work. Education. Yeah. Let's but there look is at a mis- that. There's also a misconception. Poverty level. Like, I'm sorry. Go on. No, I'm just saying to think that the civil rights movement is a thing of the past and it has a start time and an end time. And then things were fine. Schools that were segregated are no longer segregated. And, you know, it's like... Yep, all done. Good yes. job, everybody. Nicely. We done. had a black president. But <laughs> and yeah. could you say there's also a notion, a feeling, a general sense, a trend that I have angrily typed with my thumbs and I have done something. I've made a difference. I don't, because I yeah. I retweeted appropriately and I ain't doing shit. I don't know much it's a about bunch of, that. It's retweeting. Retweeting. And people demand, so how are things going to change? It takes time. Mm-hmm. And it takes more than just angrily tweeting. Agree. Because what else has that person done? We agree. Well, this is a... What else has the person done who angrily tweeted? They might have put a sign in their yard. <laughs> Bumper sticker on their car. Bumper stickers. Um, I, do, I do not do those either. You know what a profound... A lot of it is just show. A lot of it's just show. Ooh. Like saying something at the Oscars... What does Leo really do after he says, we've got to save the rainforest? He jumps on his private jet. He flies to the Riviera. No, he actually does shit. He has sex with people who are half his age. He does shit. Okay. Like what? Makes documentaries to try and raise people's awareness about climate change and activism. He gives a ton of money. Donates a lot of money. Probably started a nonprofit. He's he's involved. He still has the job that he has, and don't don't think that he's not smart enough to be so you conflicted might say, about it, Dan. So Taylor Swift is no Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's so hot, Dan. He's so he hot. Is super hot. Come on, he's forgiven. He is super hot. <laughs> Gina Carano is super hot too, but she wasn't forgiven. <laughs> well, I guess she. I looked real she quick. She tweeted in. I looked properly. real quick, and they were pretty bad tweets. Like what? She was comparing. Let's hear it. The oppression of Jews to oppression of conservatives. So, as I was ranting before, she was saying that when you make it okay to hate people for their political beliefs, that leads to bad places. All right, the irony. She made an analogy that you don't like. All right, the but the, the, but the thing that makes that analogy toxic, Dan, is that she's equating people who were really poor, just purely oppressed, because. You know, of their otherness. Yes. And trying to... Done so by a widespread propaganda campaign against them. Right. Before they were eventually rounded up. Right. And the kind of of camp that she's defending is the kind of mind that spawns a lot of that xenophobic sort of America first, you know... The propaganda fo- of Fox News. That's that's hateful, damaging stuff that that is associated with this camp that she's trying to equate to people who were not not figuratively through some secondhand media, you know, apparatus oppressed, but gassed. So she needed to go. Right. Bad and 
dangerously bad analogy. We're, we're going to disagree on that. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think she needed to go. I don't like the direction this is going. That makes sense. I can see your point. I think that I had something to say about that. The thing that we've been talking about with freedom of speech and mm-hmm. freedom of opinion mm-hmm. and freedom of choice in to do something or not to do something, it all gets a little blurry for me when people in power start lying. And like Trump sold, told something like over 30,000 lies or something over the last four. Like people Uh-oh. would have. Verifi- Are we going to go down the road that blue ties don't lie? Verify. No, 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 no. Are we no. seriously going to go down that road? I'm just saying I understand the stereotype that all politicians lie. But when you have to invent a position at like your newspaper for lie checker because okay. of who the president is and every single time he speaks you're counting lies and disproving them and showing the facts to support the opposite of what he's saying and that person is it's an extreme case it's I'm just glad an it's extreme over. case gl- aren't we all glad it's over right but that does blur the lines for me because there is freedom of speech so what do you do with someone who has the freedom to say whatever he wants on a platform that reaches millions of people when he's lying. Chris, this touches on why I felt kind of uh, upset or disappointed when I heard that he was going to be impeached a second time. Ah. Is because just like I wish people who disagreed with Kaepernick's kneeling mm. could just scratch their balls for a couple minutes or go make some nachos and come back instead of getting all fucking worked up and calling their senator about it or be you know screaming at their wife or whatever these people do it's help me wind, wind me back where were we uh... with trump with trump second yeah, impeachment. And the impeachment yeah why did why that couldn't happen? we why couldn't we why couldn't we let it go and let him you know, the the relief when he was gone couldn't come soon enough of having to unpack and process the layers of deception and manipulation and everything else. Just to have that noise. I can tell you why. To be able to ignore it. To be able to ignore it. I can tell you. And All right. They wanted two things, to my understanding. One is to prevent him from holding public office again. And the second is in that window of time, that two-week window or whatever, they wanted to show that if you do damage within um, the time when... When did that insurrection thing happen? It was like a window of time where um, they wanted to say, you're not done yet, but you can still be held accountable for for your actions. It's sort of like this weird, he's not quite got all the power, but he hasn't given up all the power yet. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to say that time counts too, because otherwise in the fu- it's setting precedent. They wanted to try to show in the future, if you lead a rebellion and an insurrection again, it was a, a kind of public slap on the wrist, but it was ineffectual and yeah. they knew it would have been. What happened with that? They he didn't. Yeah. He, it, he's still able to hold office. So they lost. Yeah. It it So he's building another Death Star. He'll be back. I don't know what he's doing. In the doing. third movie, he'll be back. The He still has a lot of supporters. As well. 
Right. You know, if it's not him, Ew. then there's his offspring uh, that we may or may not have to deal with. We'll see how the Republican Party reinvents itself after this latest round of ass whoopings. Because that's mm. how you have to you rebuild after you get your ass whooped, Dan. If that's sports, a baby. Sports analogy, yeah. Mm. Mm. Republicans got to rebuild. Mm. Please spot me while I play. I supply enthusiasm aimed at your indifference. Scan the floor for one tap and door bobbing here. Very signal coming back on the same map for Rick How's reception connection? Don't flip the dial. This your performance is commercial free. Is commercial free. Only thing for sale up here is me and my CD. You're free to catch up on old times at the top of your lungs. Got a mic and I can turn it up, but I can't turn you down. Got a mic, but I need a new remote. I point and click, point click, flip around, fold it more appreciation from the crowd participation. Would it be too much entirely to expect a little respect? Would it be too much entirely? What if what to say is true? Less is more. 